friend or enemy of God, pick your side. We are citizens of God's kingdom currently living in man's world. We are ambassadors to Babylon. This is the Ambassadors Babylon Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Small. Thanks for listening. I'm going to go ahead and apologize right now, advance for this one, because I'm probably going to be a bit rantish during this episode. I'm also going to share some biblical truths that are going to be hard for many to digest and face. I know when I faced these truths some years ago, it was hard for me to swallow, so I would expect the same from others. Here we go. So apparently, during the recent Grammys, an artist performed dressed as a cartoonish Satan. You know, dressed in red, horns, and all of that. Like, I, I didn't watch it. This is what I've seen. Snapshots around of what's been shared with me. He was surrounded by scantily clad women in red, dancing around him. And it is a performance many have labeled as Satan worship. And I think this description is mostly correct. Like I said, I didn't watch it. I've never watched a Hollywood award show. I doubt I ever will. The real dramatic reaction I have seen on social media has actually been very puzzling to me. People were watching, people were consuming an award show from a community that clearly objects to the Word of God in almost every way possible and every way imaginable. This community has consistently displayed the worship of the world, i.e. the worship of Satan. That is what this community is. They have been very clear about it. They've been obvious. They've been transparent. Hollywood, according to the Bible, is very much an enemy of God. Some of you are recoiling, undoubtedly. Jason, that's a little judgy and harsh, don't you think? Now, I'm going to respond with, not according to the Bible. Let's go to James 4, verse 4 from the NLT. You adulterers, don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. I hope this moment of entertainment serves as a giant wake-up call for Christians and the choices they are making when it comes to entertainment and what they choose to consume. Honestly, it shouldn't have taken a singer in a cartoonish version of the devil for the warning lights to go off. They should have been going off a long, long time ago. I had my own wake-up call in the area of the entertainment TV shows that I remember vividly. I was watching a show. It was entertaining, but it was full of adultery, murder, and all of the things God describes as deplorable in the Bible. But yet, here I was making the decision to consume it on a consistent basis. Then an episode came where the main character decided to to abort, also known as murder, her unborn baby, and the episode celebrated it. It was at that moment I realized how far I had drifted into a blatant, hostile sin, into a show that was a mockery of God. This was one of the most Holy Spirit-filled conviction moments of my life. I turned that show off immediately, and I haven't watched it again. I know a lot of you are thinking, Jason, it's just a show. It's simple. It's just entertainment. And I would challenge you on that. It's never just anything. Anything we watch, anything we read, anything we listen to is doing something to our brains, is doing something to our souls. Don't minimize it. And that's how we get immersed into sin. We slowly make compromises again and again and again, and then we look up to to where we are in a spot that we don't even recognize. Let me share a story about my first trip to the ocean and see if this will help paint that picture. 
I was in college and I was working with a high school ministry and we took a summer trip down to Myrtle Beach for their summer retreat. I got in the ocean with my group of dudes. We swam out to a point in the water where it's about chest deep, maybe a little deeper. We were just bobbing around. All the guys wanted to show off how cool they were in the deep water, right? I'm not sure how long it was, but I looked up and had a quick realization. We had drifted 200 to 300 yards down the shore from our hotel. That was the moment I realized why beach hotels were painted in bright colors. So as you get caught in that subtle current that runs parallel to the shore, and you get pulled away from where you started, you can see how to get back. I mean, we were having a fun time in the ocean, but when we looked up, we realized we had drifted really far away from where we wanted to be. And a lot of times, that's how sin is in our lives. We don't mean to get to where we are, but it is just a slow drift, a slow meandering away from being close with God. Our Christian walk, our relationship with God, can be the same way if we're not careful. We can start in a place of closeness with Jesus. We're regularly attending church. We're spending daily time in prayer and in our Bibles. We are being generous and serving. We're kind. And we're displaying all the fruits of the Spirit described in Galatians 5. But then, not suddenly, no, not suddenly, but slowly, we begin a steady slip away from God. We make one compromise. Then we make another. Then we stop attending church weekly. And then we decide to sleep in just one or two days a week and skip that Bible time and that prayer time. Your attitude becomes very harsh. You're short. You've traded in your gentle spirit for a more critical spirit. And then you have that moment of realization. You look up and realize how far you've drifted. The relationship with Jesus that was once close is now far away. There are obviously many scenarios and examples aside from just choosing to watch a trashy award show or a trashy TV show. There's all kinds of them, right? This is just an example for this. And I think there was such a sudden reaction to the Grammy performance due to the blatant visual right? The bright red, all the uh, quote-unquote traditional images of what Satan and the devil looks like. As Christians, we need to be more aware than that. Satan is smart. He is cunning. He is deceitful and a thief. Despite what images tell you and cartoons show you, he isn't going to show up into your life with horns and a pitchfork. Chances are he is going to show up as something positive and something good. 2 Corinthians 11.14 says, But I am not surprised even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. 1 Peter 5.8 Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. John 10.10 says, The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. As a Christian, if it took a famous singer to dress up like a Halloween version of the devil to snap you into a rally of what you're consuming, I'm going to issue you a challenge to go closer to God. If it took that Grammy performance with the cartoonish devil, I fear you are drifting away from closeness with God. Don't take this lightly. It's a dangerous spot to be in. So if you've identified that your loyalty is divided, so you really don't think you're opposed to God, but you think, okay, I haven't been as close to God as I would like, as I should be maybe. You kind of, in your mind, you have one foot with Team Jesus and one foot with Team World. Just for clarity, Team World is the devil or Satan. We like to use the phrase, the world, because it doesn't sound quite as harsh or scary or evil. But please make no mistake. Team World is Team Satan. It's the same thing. And unfortunately, the Bible is really clear on this. There is no split allegiance. The Bible has not left neutrality as an option for this spiritual battle. You're either completely for God or completely against him. 
friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God. There is no demilitarized zone in the spiritual battle that is raging. In the Korean War, there is a little section of land where there's no North Korean troops and no South Korean troops. The demilitarized zone. That's not the case in spiritual warfare. There is not a neutral zone. You are in a constant war and a constant battle for your soul. Like we just read, the devil is prowling, is a prowling lion trying to kill, steal, and destroy. You need to take that warning very seriously, more seriously than most of us do. Let's go back to James 4, verses 7 and 8. So humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. All right. You felt convicted. You're like, you know what, Jason? You're right. I've been kind of playing for both teams. My loyalty is divided. And I realize I cannot live that way and be in harmony with God. I want to get back on track. I want to get I want to draw back closer to God. Okay. Here's what we do. Resist the devil and draw close to God. How can we do that? Number one, repent. Confess your sins to Jesus and, if you need to, to a trusted friend if you need to. Again, I say, confess your sins to Jesus and to a trusted friend if you think that would help. Second, pray. Pray for a repentant heart that God would work to change the desires in your heart and reveal the areas in your life that you are at risk of a split allegiance. You will most likely have to stop watching some shows, maybe even stop spending time with certain friends, Stop consuming certain books, podcasts, media outlets, social medias, YouTubes. I don't know what it is for you. But the chances are, if you pray for a repentant heart to change, there's going to be need change to be made in your life. Number three, spend time in your Bible daily. Get out your Bible. Read it every single day. How can we possibly know what Jesus expects from us and how to identify risks if we don't spend consistent time with him? How do we know what truth is if we don't know what the Bible says? You cannot expect a flourishing relationship with someone you don't consistently spend time with. I can say I love my spouse with all my heart. But if we never spend time together, it's going to be really hard for that love to flourish. Same as with Jesus. Got to spend time with him in prayer and in the Bible. Step number four, get to church. Get plugged into a biblical church. Not a TED Talk church. Not a pep rally church, not a church where you go and you get a really emotional high and all of that. Find a church where the word of God is boldly preached consistently. To wrap it up, I hope that if the Grammys the other night really convicted you of watching it and being like, oh my gosh, our world is going straight to hell. We The world worships the devil. Yes, that's the way it's been. It's been that way for a long time. I'm glad you've looked up and you've seen that. Now, for us Christians, we need to make sure we separate ourselves from the world. We're not in friendship with the world, that we're in close harmony with God. Actions for this week. Who are you aligned with in this spiritual battle we described during this podcast? It's a raging war. Be honest with yourself. If you aren't confident that you're aligned with Jesus and closeness with God, do the things, the hard things, the necessary things to get yourself close with God. You aren't in this alone. You've got the Holy Spirit who will empower you to do the things you need to do. And always remember, the Father is always waiting for open arms with us. Don't fear that. Boldly run into his embrace today. My Twitter is AMBS2Babylon. My Twitter is AMBS2Babylon. I would love for you to follow me there. Facebook is Ambassadors2Babylon. I say again, Ambassadors2Babylon. If you want to send me an email... 
My email is ambassadors to Babylon at gmail.com. Ambassadors to Babylon at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and now go be doers of the word. Thank you.